Right. Chicago, Illinois, are you ready to rock? Let's fuck this cat. Thank you, Flint Hart. I haven't thought about that for a very long time. Tripping Balls, episode 280. We really probably should have like saved this for another 20 episodes to, to do the uh, the 300th episode. <laughs> that would be like, we, that's probably going to be in mid-2022 at the pace we're going at the Yeah, that's true. It's just another week on Tripping Balls. Is, a week in which we happen to be doing an album by Bezo's favourite artist of the last five years. Yeah, so... I was really, like, there's, there's a couple of albums that I've been really sort of anticipating slash dreading this year because I guess the letdown of it being, like, an absolute disaster of an album, you know, going full American R&B, you know, to... Which, like, you go, oh, yeah, surely they wouldn't do that. But who, which, we listened to a... Uh, who was it? There was a... Um, a grime album that went. Skeptics follow up, but was pretty was pretty shitty R and B sort of stuff. But you you kind of have this as a habit where um where you go very big on the first album you hear, and then you go you're very much out on the second album you hear. Like um Black Mountain yeah. was was like that. You absolutely Even loved Blood. their album Raw Blood. Like Raw. The- yeah, but that's also because that that album yeah. wasn't very good. Yeah, that's probably uh, right. <laughs> fucking disco shambles. Mm. I, I guess. If I could sum it up, I, what I was worried about was that we would get a whole album of Rolling Stone. A whole but, album of, of Rolling Stones. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be and, really bad. And, and as the Rolling Stones have pointed out, you can't always get what you want. Yeah. So th- that was my worst case scenario. So that's how I sort of went into it. Uh, then I guess is this, uh, like, just just as a grime album, just as a, an example of the, the genre, shall we say, this is extru- This isn't grime. No, is, it's this not. Is not even. And I, don't, I think it's probably fair to say that this, these guys, when she was never really grime, she just happened to be, you know, it, black it, UK rapper in in the same in the same yeah. fucking you know on the same radio stations as Skepta and 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 Dizzy Rascal and uh, and dudes and uh, Crab Rangoon things of that nature. If you took her acapella and put it. You, you know, if you gave it to a different producer and and put it behind some sort of classic grime beats, I guess you could call it grime. But the fact that her and Inflow are so ambitious and uh, like have really like this this album to me is an album of really big ideas. Like it's pretty obvious that they wanted to do something bigger and more. You know, if Grey Area was sort of really inward and about. Her, you know, all in her feelings. This was like an expansion album. You know, I would say almost literally the opposite. Oh, really? It, yeah. In, in terms absolutely. of absolutely, this is an incredibly in-win album in terms of it. it oh, just, no, not not lyrically. First, I mean, first, I meant musically. First, oh, okay then. Yeah, right, yeah. Then. Because because th- there was a track on on the first album called Therapy, basically saying mm. I don't need therapy. <laughs> and then she wrote a therapy album. Is therapy? Is, yeah. 
end to end is there oh yeah but, no no, um, no not lyrically but musically, oh. no, I, I get your point yeah uh, the only I mean the only thing I'd say counter that is that since the time we listened to Grey Area and the time we've listened to this album mm. we've listened to three albums by Soul, Soul which is Inflow and Cleo Soul who's the vocalist on it's kind of the the, 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 the backing vocals, the, yeah. the nice female vocalist on all of Sims's stuff. I mean, if essentially the difference between Salt and Sims is that uh, Sims's stuff is that Sims is on her stuff, and yeah. but it's exactly the same production team, exactly the same writing team. But but even and, and I'm I'm I was having trouble in this album telling the difference between stuff. Uh, basically, I now know all of Salt's tricks. Yeah, and I kept seeing them over and over again in this album, and they started to bore me. Okay. That's interesting. I, I thought this was uh, high ambition with only, you, you know, it, it, the, the old gymnastics thing where you get the 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 difficulty of the trick and then whether you can stick it or not. And I reckon he only they only really stuck it on three, maybe four songs in the in the which, whole thing. Which were those, by your opinion? Ah, uh, well. I would say introvert woman, I love you, I hate you, and these all sound like the singles, or at least the ones that got bumped on. on Spotify. Uh, these are all the ones that have popped up in um, playlists before the uh, before the album came out. Po- Point and kill and fear no man is a little bit like the two part Beyonce song. I think that, you know it's it was it was kind of the, the little African mm. uh, window because there was there was quite a lot of, of of African rhythms and African melodies in that. Well, um, it was kind of like that, and it was kind of, before there was like a, one of those because this album is riddled with not skits, cause, you yeah, know, it's not nineties voiceover, but with little interludes, little yeah. spoken word. Um, but, it almost reminded me of Alice in Wonderland, the freaking yes. these kind of self-affirmatory. Yes, that's, that's what it was. Like, a cross between Alice in Wonderland and the spoken word part in "I've Never Been to Me." Mm. If you can remember back that far on Countdown, but this kind of breathy, self-affirmatory, you know. Um, you know, open your mind, chase your dreams. It, you can reach your goals. Beefcake. It, it totally sounded like a a, a a psychedelic movie soundtrack. That like not psychedelic in in um, like musically, it like but self help app. Yeah, in some true. places, it sounded like calm. You know, it was just telling you to fucking you know. And, and to, to tell you what you I think want. of that, I've I've already built the playlist of this without all of that in it. <laughs> The problem is that it li- it also lives within some of the tracks. I mean, introvert yeah. has some of that living within it, mm. which is a shame because it's um it's a, it's a I think introvert's a cracking song, and I sort of commented on the I don't know what was mine or on the on the balls feed that you know if they if there was ever a, a black female James Bond that, that they should write the the um the song for it because introvert musically sounds like it was written as the opening you know theme song for a Bond movie. It's very you know, grand, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. very. And, and what, that what bears out your point about, he, he, about the ambition. Curtis is like, is this like, you know, when the gladiators come out? That's what he thought yeah. it sounded like, you know. Then again, it did also remind me a little bit of Confide in Me by Kylie McCoy. <laughs> I like that song. Kind um, of dramatic orchestral introduction. Um, yeah, I can certainly take the point about the, the production ambition, but, you know, Salt have never lacked that. I mean, they're always trying mm. stuff and often going for the – we're setting aside the, the lyrical component because I mean we've we've reviewed enough of this stuff to sort of say maybe they go for the hitting you over the head with the point a little bit too much sometimes. Yeah. But um, the as a concept album, it stitches it's stitched together quite well. You know, the, the ideas flowing to each other and there is a coherence to it that wasn't necessarily there with 
Grey Area, although I don't think Grey Area ever intended to be a concept album. It was just a series no. of fucking banging tracks that you stitched together. And that's kind of a point I want to get to, is that the banging energy that that, that lived under the surface of Grey Area is gone from this album. There yeah. are very, very few. There's no... What what made me sad, and, and I understand why it's gone, but that swagger, that real yeah, fuck that, you energy... that growl, that, that sort yeah. of... That, what what do they call it? The the steel hand inside the velvet glove. You know, it's yeah. it's there all the time. And you and rapping about having a bigger deck than most of the most of the rappers that she was coming up against. There was, you know, the album tracks where she would you know literally you know destroy another MC in a fucking mm. rap uh, rap battle. That kind of energy, the energy of boss, the energy of offense, the energy of of tracks like that, almost completely devoid. There's like one track on this because Speed, where she raps about how fucking awesome she is as a rapper. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want an entire album of that, but I, I missed. I missed her bringing that fucking swagger. And what's kind of sad is that I know she's been through mental health stuff because she's tweeted about it. And this album did have a kind of real SSRI haze feel to it. That kind of, that slightly cloudy feel that anybody who's been on on SSRI antidepressants for a long period kind of understands is that you kind of, there's this little, at the margins there's self-doubt. There's always kind of couch in self-doubt. You don't never ever feel absolutely terrible, but you always feel a little bit terrible and you always feel a little bit unsure and 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 you're not likely to go and do a fucking chest beating dick swinging uh, rap song like venom or, yeah. or boss or offense or something like that it, it, and, and i miss i miss that sims because that, that was one of the things i liked the most about uh, gray area that that this album really lacks and uh, like I, I got to the end of it and point and kills my favorite song and i really like it and i've played it over and over and over this week but it's not any of those three songs and it and uh one of the times i played this album it just straight away dropped into offense and i was just like oh my god this song this song and that album is just so much better than this album it just just struts it struts the thing about offense is that it it, it might just be that that completely over you know over distorted baseline but it just struts in and then she just comes in with that kind of slightly sarcastic low vocal yeah um and it's exactly uh, – I'm sad that the lockdown and the pressure and fame has broken that Sims. That Sims yeah. isn't around anymore. But, but yet – kind of, you fuck you, I'm coming here to take all your stuff kind of kind of. But Sims. yet uh, – like this is – But she's never what, been more popular. With This is way more successful than Grey Area. And like I read a heap of the reviews after I listened to the album and, it, and it's like, like glowing. And I understand because like I – you know, oh, I'm probably one of the bigger boosters, but this is not as good as Grey Area. It just isn't. It's not as cohesive. Uh, the you it's know, twenty minutes longer, which the, it also the, doesn't help because there's a lot of, there's a lot of. Um, and again, I, I feel like um, Team Salt have, have kind of let them de- let it down here. They they've gone a little bit over their head with it. But then again, maybe that's. Given that the public enjoy this album more than they enjoy Grey Area, mm. maybe we're we're clearly not on the right side of history on this one. Oh, but no, this is the I, album of, of our time. But 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 no, I is this know. the is this the what's the um what's the Scorsese movie with uh, Damon and and ah uh, ah uh, oh, not not the Departed the Departed and like you know it's not the best it's, it's Scorsese in Boston's movie. Us, the Departed. It's not the best Scorsese movie. But it's a really good Scorsese movie, and it's basically 
he won the Oscar based on he got the all career of his, achievement award. Yeah, yeah, he got the like, but it's it's not uh, it's not like he got the career achievement award for something that's crap. It's still really good. But no, if you if you talk to any massive Scorsese head, they're not going to say, "Oh yeah, The Departed is his best movie." They're just not. They're going to say, oh, "Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. It's really good. There's some really good acting in it, but it's not it's not as good as." And that's what this is. This is this well, is good. Well, to be it's- fair, that Scorsese album, that, that Scorsese movie was like a legacy album. Yeah. It was like a band coming back very late in career and saying, "Look, they can still do it to like eighty-five to ninety percent of what they used to be able to do." So therefore, we're going to we're going to uh, market on a scale. I and mean, obviously, Sims isn't at a stage where we're, we're calling a le- uh, giving her legacy act no. markings, but she's certainly getting given that uh, she's got more attention now. So she was able to do an album that's. 70, 80% as good as Grey Area, and it might not even be that, that uh, you know, as as good as that. It's still, a, it's still a good album, but it's yeah. not. The- and, and this isn't just, just you know, first mover preference or whatever you want to call it, where you hear, hear something first and uh, and you tend to favour that over everything else because you know I don't tend to do that. No. But that's that's how I feel about this it, album It's too. just you, you, you just cannot listen to Grey Area and then listen to this and say this is a better album. It's just it's nowhere near as cohesive. Like, I, I admire the ambition, and I have to say, I much prefer them to do this than do a, a Beyonce Beats rip-off with some more R&B singing over the... Like, they've really gone out there. Like, I was thinking, they weren't influenced by Beyonce. They were in, influenced by Sharon Jones and... Um, Aretha Franklin and... Well, they were influenced by Inflow. I mean, what I kept hearing over and over again was stuff they'd tried on previous Salt albums and it was all that kind of, yeah. let's take 60s, early 60s soul, come mm. some, some sort of swelling melody line and lay some beats over it. And, and they just did that a few too many times. And there yep. weren't that many... I mean, you, you can do that and it fucking works. That's fine. But don't do it eight tracks out of 13 sort of stuff. Yeah. When, when Major Bone's doing something a lot more varied and interesting... Now, uh, totally. I wonder. I wonder next time whether, like, because I think I think they're going to work together. Like, you know, they're, they've they're always child, worked together. They're, they're I mean, childhood they're, friends, they're, but I wonder whether they'll get an out, out an outside editor next time to go. I don't think so, because this, you know, a little bit like when Muse got su- successful, uh, that uh, reinforced the decisions that they'd made mm. previously to get the position that they're in. Yeah. So uh, this is going to tell them, no, we need to do more of this. So the next album's going to be an hour and a half, and there's spoken <laughs> word interludes going to be the entire album. It'll be a double work, a double album, one album of just poetry, and uh, with um, yeah, I don't know, like the, the be thing director's is, commentary. She can still write a fucking lyric, like oh fuck yeah, so some absolutely. Of, some of the stuff here is just, and it's like, like Skepta and and Ilk should be forced. You know, uh, Clockwork Orange style, with their eyes probed open to just sit there and read her lyrics over and over and over again, <laughs> until they, you know, hey guys, there's some stuff other than drugs and guns, or maybe maybe they don't think of anything else but drugs and guns and women, but and stacks, stacks of cash, <laughs> stacks of and cash, bricks. stacks but, and bricks. Jesus Christ! Like, I love you, I hate you. Um, the one she is it the last track that she wrote about her. Misunderstood, which is about a sister being, was it the last track or the second last track? There's one about a sister being it, it, as her manager or as part of a management team and it not going well. It's just like heartbreaking to listen to. Um, 
Yeah, she can. She can. It was, definitely... a, it was, all, it was a lot of family. Uh, family because there was yeah. a song about a mom, and there was a, a brother, like be, a brother being shot or a brother being stabbed, or yeah, yeah. Look, we did. and half and half the album was about a dad. So, uh, just I, I like. I'm think I was thinking about because you know I made that playlist with stripping all the fluff out of it, and it's like make sure when you're doing your top five at the end of the year, you go back and listen to the actual album and rate the actual album not the nine songs that you think make a coherent yes. album out of this you album can't because always just go for a piss yeah. when the fucking when when there's like a minute and a half of, of of exposition yeah that's right like force yourself to you know listen to never make promises and that's the thing like these things sound like a good idea until you've listened to the album for the 10th time you know the, the rapper that came to tea okay the first time i listened to it oh yeah that's pretty awesome and then the second time, I'm like, yeah, I don't need to listen to this fifty times. <laughs> yeah, I know how this. I know how this fucking ends. Yeah, and that's what that's what really irritates me about. Um, but that's how I felt about Salts. Um, did, did the same stuff because they'd often have little spoken word interludes, and it was generally about you know people from the streets recounting incidents of their past. And I'm like, well, you know, once you've heard it once or twice, it's not. I'm here to listen to a musical album, I'm not here to be hit over the head with a political point. Hmm. But it's also just the interruption of the form, like. Music album, listen to music, words. Well, can't it's, use it's, it's long a bit week, of it's almost work. a bit of prog rock wankery, isn't it? You know, going it, back it, to the. It, it is actually. It is. It's like, <laughs> which I guess is a great. It's, it's fucking John great... Bottom doing a four and a half minute drum solo. It's like, yeah. who on earth wants this? It's it's a great British tradition, I guess. Yeah, I'd, even, I'd look. I'd even prefer skits after all that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I look. <laughs> The the, the good the no good songs are, the good songs are, are really good. Uh, at, uh, okay, I'll tell you one thing. There that, aren't as many of them as there were in the, on the. Yeah. That's that's the other thing that's frustrating is no. that you wouldn't mind so much if it had as many bangers as um, Grey Area just stretched out over the period of the album. Yeah, with but some interludes, but there's like some that. like like I said, uh, which is the song Rolling Stone is. It's just like okay, I'm glad we didn't get an album of this because that would have been disappointing. I, I kind of feel like we did. Uh, Fun, fun little thing. After I was sort of thinking about Introvert being a Bond song, and I was like, "Well, if you listen to this album like as a Bond soundtrack, it sort of works." You know, you have this big bombastic sort of opening, and then you know they, they talk to the shit American, and that's Rolling Stone, and then they have their little African adventure, which is Point and Kill and Fear No Man. You know, where they that's where all the action sequences are, and then you go into this real introspective ending where. Bond thinks about, you know, how he should have uh, done something more with his life. <laughs> that sounds like a Daniel Craig Bond, not a, Ros- not a Roger Moore Bond. And, and, that, and that's why Daniel Craig has been fired from the gig. Well, unfortunately, he hasn't been fired from the gig, but he has single-handedly ruined the fucking franchise. I guess what I'm saying is Little Sim should be the next Bond. I just think we should quietly retire the fucking thing because it's, it's yeah, it, everything has to be so serious and in its feelings. Why can't we just have some fucking fun? Well, and yeah, and that's... That's where we get to. Um, all right. Should we? Where do know, we get I, I, to next? Well, let's do the draft album because. Yeah. And, and I want to go straight to the last. Because, like, the, the draft album was 
fine. Exactly yes. what you said it was going to be. Yeah. Yep. Overproduced. Oh, I don't know. Overproduced is, is a bad way to say. I would it. say polished. It's, it's polished. very polished. Yeah, it's very polished. There are no rough edges. I mean, and and that's fine. But I did start feeling about three or four tracks in. Maybe I was unfair to Bias's album <laughs> <laughs> just because it, because I thought. This is a little bit too fucking polished for me, you know. This is this is doesn't feel like um, this. This is much more. I was thinking this is much more twenty twenty one Australian hip hop than Bezo would like. Yeah, um, there are there are you know decent tracks in there. Model planes, fun, hypocrites, fun. It's but it is. It doesn't. I was when you said Funkles had done some of the writing, some of the production. I thought, oh, this will be cool. There'll, yeah, there'll I be thought we'd get a, bit, like a, a bit whole of, heap of funk bangers. That there'll be there'll be funk yeah. bangers, and there might be a bit of. It, it might be funny. Um, and it wasn't. It just fucking wasn't. It, it was just dead straight, a little bit misogynist. And uh, well, okay. Yeah. So the, the the thing that I took out of it was Layla, who who got one verse off the last track. Which um, so I'm listening to the last track, and it's got Hunter on it. Which Hunter and Layla were two artists that I brought over from WA in the alley days. And I'm like, oh, I know that voice. That's that's Hunter. I wonder if Layla's going to be on the track. And sure enough, she just comes out spitting fire for one verse I'm like oh okay can someone go and turn Layla into the into the Australian Little Sims and write something really interesting as a beat for her rather than this sort of polished stuff because man she can just uh, and if you go back and listen to her track that's on her album 2005 album Heretic called Maverick when she did that at the alley it was just like holy fuck she's a little tiny this little tiny um, lady and she can just breathe fire and I was like I would have preferred to have listened to a whole album of Layla just absolutely ripping it than Draft like Draft was fine but it was so polished is the word it's just, just overdone it was Miller Genuine Draft it was like American beer yeah. it was recognisably beer but it didn't taste of it Layla was born in the small desert nation of Eritrea during the Eritrean Ethiopian war and moved with her family to Seattle in 1994 um, I'm just I just found her bio randomly. Um, it Reading doesn't mention that she's bio. now now as a New York City resident. Uh, so she's based in the states now. Uh, although all her listeners are in Australia. So really? Tells you okay. that, that's where the interest I'm is. Pretty sure she lives in Perth. So yeah. I don't know whether Spotify's well, got that wrong. Her bio doesn't mean well. That, all her <laughs> listeners are in the uh, Australia, but her bio reckons that she's. Um, was born in Eritrea. Mm. The family moved to Seattle, and she's yeah, based in New York these days. But I reckon that might just be what you say about your fucking. Your <laughs> that might be uh, uh, an Andrew, Andrew Stockdale special. Hey, can you write my bio? Sure. You came from yeah. Eritrea. <laughs> you live in New York. Um, Are you going to tell me she's like she looks like fucking Amy from Amel and the Sniffers or something? This tiny bleach blonde bogan. Actually, what did you think of the the collab between them and who was the? Uh, they did a he did a song with a Perth band. Ah. Oh no, he did he did he did a track with Jurats. Yeah. They were just I think aren't they, they, they your fault? Aren't they Brisbane cunts? Uh, just terrible bogans from fucking. Yeah, I'm sure they're Brisbane. I knew they were bogans, but they're, they're awful. Could be could be Perth. Could be Brisbane. Actually, we've done two of their albums. We've done The Kids Will Know It's Bullshit and Hurry Up and Wait, and neither of them were any good. They were just okay. But that's apparently what what the kids think is rock and roll. Gin uh, Rats formed in Brisbane, Australia. They're your problem. Wow. You made this happen. All right. 
It's your fault. Should we talk about the meat bodies? We can talk about meat bodies. Now, these guys um, love themselves some sunny psychedelic fuzz. Um, and that's the entire premise of the album. And that's entirely what they, they do for the entire 30-odd minutes of the album. So, do, do you know, and I actually went back and listened to Psycho Candy, but I, I thought if you took both ends of the Jesus and Mary chain, you know, like the really... What, the Jesus and the chain? <laughs> the, the, the really fuzzed out sort of... Um, thrashy side of of them and then the really sort of blissed outside of them and put them in a blender you might get something like this in the middle you kind of get some of this well they did jump around between I mean Psychedelic covers a huge amount of stuff and there was a little bit of that kind of shoegazy yeah you know early 90s Brit kind of stuff in there as well as the sort of Hendrixy kind of and and Zeppelin-y kind of kind of psychedelia Um, I wouldn't claim that this album was coherent in any way because oh, no, of but, that but, jumping between but, but none of none of that sort of stuff like you, fun. You, you go back and listen I went back and listened to all of Psycho Candy after listening to this because it really brought back a nostalgia for that album and like isn't that what that genre is sort of like there's <laughs> just no coherence yeah, it's, it's at all it's meant to hark back to A sunny days yeah. and B sounds that people have enjoyed for, for a very long time yeah. so um I mean, it's uneven, but it's decent. It's 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 uh, nothing new, but it's 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 fun. Yeah, it's, oh, uh, I found it's not it, going to be an album of the year. Hugely enjoyable. But it was uh, it was I, I knew that we <laughs> I knew that we were going to need something different to Sims, just as a, yeah. a, a draft, uh, just as a counterpoint, just as a palette. Well, point. I, so I actually we got I actually did that today. Meat. I did Sims draft and then meat bodies, and it was it was the perfect sort of. Uh, you know, I think I even reset. stuck them, but in, in, did I stick it in between in the playlist so that you could actually? No, no, no. You could oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I did. should have done yep, it that yep. way. Yeah, the idea being you'll just kind of you're gonna bliss out with some with some fucking um, some high end harmonics and then and then get back into into them raps. Not to say that uh, Sims and Draft have anything in common apart from speaking words into a microphone while beats are dropped behind them. Oh, look as. Uneven as the Sims album was, it's still a, 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 a level above the draft album. I don't think it was uneven as much as they, as, and it might just be me. It's just that they kept hitting the same. There were like a, a little bit. There was like, oh, that's one of the. They're doing this kind of track again, and I just, I'm just having, you know, we did we listen, we listened to those those Salt albums um, from last year, or maybe from the year before, and then we listened to the one from this year. Yeah. It makes you wonder whether they. Remember the the, the solo from this year is self deleting. Uh, they removed it ninety days after they put it up. It makes me wonder whether they were trying to get it out of the way so they could get on with promoting the the other album that they're, that they're both on. Yeah, I, I I'd be really fascinated to see whether they tighten it up next time. Like she, le- I think I think they'll I think they'll get even worse. You yeah. know, when you, you Kendrick Lamar said, full, full said he was news. a big fan, I, I was worried oh, no. because I thought, oh no, <laughs> not to say Kendrick's bad, but I'll say Kendrick's. The quality and the worth of Kendrick's work is not proportional to the amount of smoke blown up that man's ass, yeah. and that's the problem. Once you've had so much smoke blown up your ass, you literally think that you're, um, you know, you, you think you're farts of vapes. I, can you I can you see what works. I meant about the EP though? How she like used that as a clearinghouse for ideas that wouldn't fit into this because none of the tracks in that EP that she brought out. That's true. The EP from last year and that EP from last year probably would have had a lot more of a grey area feel to yeah. it, didn't it? Well, well, but none of those songs could have fitted anywhere into this album at all. 
I reckon you could have made an album out of the EP and, and this, yeah, that would have been a really maybe, good album. Maybe uh, a third of the songs off 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 this, yeah. and I might have liked that album better. I really might yeah. have because it would have had a bit more punch and a bit more it, it uh, would have spunk and verve to it. It wouldn't have been sort of as much of a big theme album like that. That's what I think. I think both of both Sims and and Flow like to have a theme like if you go back and look even um the album before gray area uh was it adventures in wonderland has this real down the rabbit hole sort of vibe going through the whole album it's obvious that they come up with a you know let's do this in the album and then sort of write around what they want to do uh yeah i don't know rather than just trying to write an album of bangers i guess even when we're trying to review other albums, we end up reviewing the Sims album. Up. It's contractually obligated. Yeah. Did you end up listening to that uh, Bias album? No, I haven't actually. I had a, I had a bit of a bit of a rough week, but it's uh, I'm on th- I'm on holidays next week, so I might get to that one. Yeah, I um I thought I've probably been a bit of unfair to it while we <laughs> listened to the draft, draft album. <laughs> well, it definitely I, won't be as polished. But not enough to go back and listen to the to the, the bias album. I, I got like one track in it and went, oh, I don't have time to, yeah. to to feel bad about this. Uh, all right. So, what are you going to go that's new this week? I I think I'll flip that. What do you want? I want the I want you go. I, first. I need to pick the jungle album so I can go yeah, and listen I th- to I thought, it. I thought that might be the case. <laughs> it's 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 look. It's just an absolute. Fucking murderers row it's, at the moment. There's like it's burning a hole. It's burning a hole in your fucking pocket. But, but the there's another there's like another album out that's also burning a hole in my pocket. So do you want me to cover that one for you? Ah, uh, yeah, you can if you like. Yeah, let's do All it. All right, you're going to go the new Jungle album because you like you, a bit of Jungle. You, you and there, I reckon the other album you might be worried about uh, get, getting somewhere on the board is the new we- yeah. album from Alien Weaponry. It is. And uh, I reckon we need to put that one. Uh, and you couldn't on the. <laughs> You couldn't get two albums more diametrically opposed, I don't think. Probably not. Probably not. A bit of Tereo thrash metal and a little and a bit of fucking dance floor bangerism. Um, these are we are going back to the well in terms of these are bands. Uh, these are acts that, that we've listened to in the past and enjoyed. Alien Weaponry's debut album of twenty four eighteen was a genuine game changer. It was a really tremendous fucking. Uh, Tremendous effort. It kind of, uh, it's very rare to get to turn this far into Western civilization and have somebody invent something new. Yeah. And it really felt like that was something new and yet something that was so much in the tradition of both multiculture and of metal culture. So much of which harks back to, you know, Viking mythology and all this kind of stuff. It's like, why didn't anybody ever think to make a fucking moldy metal album? It seems insane that it took this long to happen. Yeah, and it took a bunch of fucking kids from Northland to to figure it out. Uh, So, yes, Loving in Stereo by Jungle and Tangaroa. Have I pronounced that right? Tangaroa Tangaroa from... Alien weaponry. Would you indulge me with the uh, with the joke of this week? <sighs> I have a concept that I was going to throw yeah, out. Yeah, okay, there go, 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 go. Because I was going to throw in the new album by She Had. Oh, okay. As a, as a counterpoint to Alien Weaponry, because a obviously previous generation of New Zealand metal band. B uh, Tom from uh, She Had was the producer on their previous album. I think they've got a different producer for this album. And see, I think this album. The stuff I've heard of it, it sounds like General Electric era she had. It sounds like they've rediscovered what they used to be 
back when they were fucking awesome. Mm, okay. So I've actually so, got so a little we, we bit of- So we might have a bit of um, prodigy happening here. We might have a little bit of, of um, late career. Like, I mean, these guys pulled stumps years ago, mm. I thought. They, had, they hadn't, hadn't had a new album since probably seven or eight years. Um, so I'm really interested to see whether they can keep that up across a full album. I'm interested to see how they go compared to the Youngbloods, who are absolutely cranky. I mean, obviously, Ali and Weppery are much thrashier, much heavier than, than she had developed into in the, in the key part of their career. But I thought that might be an interesting um, counterpoint. counterpoint. Yeah. And there are literally so many fucking legacy acts that they've got albums <laughs> out. I feel like we need to start chipping away at the fucking the massive uh, well, well, the, the the legacy album mountain that we that they've got in front of us. Are we going to do like a Drake Kanye Nelly week? Is that what you're saying? I, w- I was not really thinking so much. <laughs> Drake Kanye Lil Nas X. Look, we could just. Well, I don't think, I think we can say like, Little Nas X is the legacy act, given that I think this might actually be his first, first album. album. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. it's it's funny because he seems to be. He, he is like a little bit of the alien weaponry of that space where he's just like, well, oh, fuck all your. He just looks fucking shit up. Fuck yeah. all your norms. I'll do whatever I want. Exactly right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's, um, there's lots of acts doing lots of um, interesting stuff out there. What a fucking non statement that was. I. Based on Curtis's humming index, uh, the song of the week was definitely um, Introvert. That's been hummed around, but uh, closely followed by Point and Kill. Nothing from the draft album talk. <laughs> and I didn't play any meat bodies it, for him, so. It just didn't, it didn't spark. You know, it just didn't, it just didn't, there wasn't too much to it. I, I really, really like Point and Kill. I think it's a, like, it, it's it's whimsical. Um, it's very African, and it's it's interesting how she slips into that sort of rhythm really, really well. Uh, I, it reminded me of that fucking, that prog blues band we listened to right at the start of the year. Okay. I've forgotten the name of them, but they also played around with African rhythms. Yeah. It was like, it had more in common with that than than uh, anything that I could remember her doing previously. Yeah. Anyway, still talking about the Sims album. Uh, look, I- I'm glad to have new music by. Not not, uh, not what I feared and not what I hoped, but uh, I still think it's really good. I, 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 I'm fascinated to see where it ends up in my in that end of year rankings. I don't. I don't think it's. I, I definitely don't think it'll be the number one album of the year. I think it's too the way but, way too flawed. But for that, something's going to have to knock it off. Yeah. Well, we've got. A run of sort of, and I don't think that I think the Fat Freddy's album is too much of a like, you know, old hoodie that you put on in the, the first day of winter sort of thing. To, it's a little bit too much recycled content yeah, for it to, to be, to be the, you know, it's the, like, it's like album, yeah. 60% new content doesn't make it new, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, Tiki uh, Tanane did a new song with uh, Salmonella Dub this week, which was also... Oh, Tana, yeah. It was good good to hear the sort of the old crew Salmonella Dub back together as well. That, yeah. was, that was very nice because when he's with the band, it's a different sound to their sort of real drum and bass sort of dub that, that they started yeah. with before they had him. So. Yeah. Mm. It is a little bit more barbecue reggae, but... You know, yeah. Barbecue reggae is popular for a reason. That's right. And who doesn't like a barbecue? All right, Doc. That was good. Good week. Vegans. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> well, like barbecuing some tofu. Yeah, sure. There's grill Balloon marks me? on it already. Well, oh, vegans, uh, uh, vegans no. can't have some vegans. No, you can't. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for, for the ve- we, it's, it's all, we're looking after the vegetarians. We've got some. We've got some chicken. Yeah. 
You've been working in a fucking butchery for too long, mate. <laughs> and I, you know, we're gonna butcher him. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just take him. You got the fucking some swordfish, the, the chainmail glove on, and you. I'm gonna put your dick in the bacon slicer if she says yes. That's a, I'm just recapping a very old joke in a very bad way. <laughs> Which is about uh, as tripping balls as you can get, really. I would have thought so. This was tripping balls 280. Um, the contractual obligation special. And uh, we will talk to you next week. We might even come back and talk some sport at some stage. If they start playing any. Yeah, if they start doing something. Yeah. All right. Catch you, Doc. Cheers, man. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. Now, I meant to ask you, because I have not been following the Premier League, is it as depressing as the as the top five looks? Or is it a, is it just early in the season and um oh, I've actually I'm not as interested in the Premier League this year, but after the Super League thing where the you know the top six yeah. all signed up for it, it's kinda like, well, I can watch this just to hope that the the top eight, the, you know, the, the Super League, the scab teams, as uh, Andy from um, Top Flight Time Machine uh, calls them, you can't just watch hoping that the, the top six teams lose because they're probably not going to fucking lose. Yeah, but uh, uh, Leeds, Leeds have had a poor start. Uh, Arsenal um, are right down there. Arsenal are fucking horrific. That's that's at least funny, and, but, and Spurs are pretty horrible as well. But a top five of Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City doesn't exactly. It's exactly what you'd expect yeah. it to be. Yeah. Um, although West Ham were top of the league there, and they they got a good win in Europe uh, today. So there is that. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It's tough enjoying football at the moment because of because uh, of the weight of the scab league about them. Uh, then again, if, if you're going to cancel every team because their their yeah, ownership is is bullshit, then all of American sport is, needs to finish. Yeah. Well, there's really, you know, the, the most ex- you know when I, I listened to three basketball podcasts this week about whether or not the Rockets could trade Drum Wall, I'm like, well, the see the the season. So you had has three a- more basketball podcasts than I listened to. Well, actually, no, I did. I did at least listen to Point of Contention uh, with Zach Harper and and company, just because it's funny. Mm. But, uh, yeah, there is no news. Actually, no, I listened to the Zach Lowe, Chris Herring one yeah. as well. So, God, I yeah, no, the, listened the, to quite a lot of basketball. The, the Herring one. Maybe think about things. He's pretty good. And, and Lowe low sounds charged. He sounds ready to. <laughs> ready. Well, but been, it's been a long enough off-season that they've actually had a chance to have a chill. Yeah. So, that, that's pretty good. And still trying to get Simmons shipped out. It's just not happening, is it? Then nah. no, one's, no one's gonna No one's taking him. Um. And Dante got a team, so that's good, even if it is the Rockets. Well, technically, I mean, it's marginally above G League, but it's it's a, it's a it's a team. Yeah. You'll get plenty of time if uh, if they do ship your wall out. Wow. He might be the senior guard if they ship your wall out. No, they're, they're, they're talking about picks. what that that kid from the Cavs that was extremely problem problematic, you know, off court. They're, they're saying, oh, they're going to oh, invest Kevin every uh, something or other, yeah. Kevin Porter? Kevin, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, he was like, and I'm like, did, did he have? Was he involved in a robbery or yeah, something? Or something, something, something like, pretty, I was like, oh, this is this something's is, like, oh, maybe, maybe not. This is great, mind if, you. If he does, who was the he does who well? Who was the well. leaguey who got done trying to fucking eBay sell the Bluetooth speaker that they had that the club gave him? <laughs> it was a Bulldogs player. 
I want to say Lachlan Lewis, but that might not be right. Oh. But he got he got busted by the team trying to sell some of the shit that the club had given him on oh, eBay. Oh well, rugby fucking league, man. Well, it's just a beautiful sport. I uh, had a bit of back and forth with the sportress today about how you know because they gave every team seven million dollars, but couldn't couldn't round up five hundred grand to play all of their women's players. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, we can't find that money. But here's seven million dollars each, and I'm like, it really is a race between them and the AFL to, well, to it's, who it's, can be the worst. That's literally what the AFL did like two or three seasons ago, yeah. isn't it? It's the same shit because they know that the AFL got away with it. And they've, they've received, they've had no blowback for it, so they've just done the same fucking thing. And the sportress was like, you know, it's we're, we're one one year away from forcing one of those competitions to play the you know play the league in women's volleyball outfits. The only the only moment of equality the NRLW had is that 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 NRLW star who went into the toilet with the, the <laughs> rugby league star. And it was like they both got in the same amount of trouble. And it was like yes, equality. NRLW players can be just as fucking grubby on the piss as as, as NRL <laughs> players can. Shouts to you, Millie. Whatever your name was. Yeah. <clears throat> Get what you can when you can. All right. I'm off for three days, so I will upload this for you right now. Ta, man. All right. I will uh, will talk to you next weekend. Cool. Sounds good. See you, man. Cheers. And after all that, the new She Had album isn't actually out this week. Although you can probably hear it in the background. I blame Auckland Lockdown, you dirty jatters. This is kind of general electric, isn't it? Um, so instead of doing all that... Record scratch sound effect. Uh, we're going to do the new Andy Cooper album instead. Because everybody likes a bit of Andy Cooper. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>